Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Pending Moderation. My name is Phil, and this is my buddy Mark. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're new here, welcome to our podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss things that are dear to our heart. We tapple, tackle topics that we love to discuss on and off the podcast. I myself also stream weekly on Twitch. And when it comes to this episode and any other episode we do, if you want to comment on our podcast, visit podbean.com and leave a comment for us to read as well. I will put my Twitch details in the description as well as a link to the episode on Podbean so that you can leave your comment there and interact with us how you see fit. Now, today's topic is Survivor. Survivor's been on the air for 20 years, more than 20 years now, and it's currently in its 44th season. It's a phenomenon that has taken reality TV by storm, and I know I say I love a lot of things on this podcast, but I personally love the show, and I love what has happened on this show. So we're going to take it through with a broad outlook on why we like Survivor, but our focus ultimately is Survivor Season 44 and how things have been going so far. We have watched the first episode and we would love to give our thoughts on that episode. And Survivor is one of our favorite shows. And as such, we will revisit this topic another point in future podcasts and possibly with a guest. So our first episode will be regarding the first ever episode of season 44 and how we feel about the cast, how we feel about the advantages, and how we feel about everything that happened in this episode. Our next episode will be a couple of weeks on um, concerning the merge of the season and also our feelings on the cast and how it has changed since this episode. And I don't think that we should just jump right into everything yet. You know, this, this is a topic that we've wanted to tackle and we wanted to tackle it from different angles. Um, and we just want to make sure that this topic gets its due diligence and we do it justice. We are not sociologists. We are not Boston Rob. We are not Philip Shepherd, but we love Survivor. So, Mark, how do you feel about Survivor? <clears throat> uh, well, Survivor is awesome. Uh, I started watching it right in the, the beginning uh, from the first season as a kid uh, you know I think it was on Mnet or something like that with BC3 I can't remember I remember I used to stay up very late at night my parents uh, watching Survivor um, and I was basically hooked on Survivor ever since the whole concept like as a kid you know when you're when you don't 100% understand the concept like and you like legit believe people have just been dropped on an island to survive and you don't know that like well obviously there's a camera crew and all of that so like, as a kid you don't have that uh, context but sort of that didn't take anything away from it as I learned that as I got older and stuff and I saw like the reality TV aspects of it and like yeah obviously producers are prompting people and stuff like that but it still makes for a good social experiment and it still makes for a for a really cool game um and then obviously and then obviously the fact that there's a, <clears throat> a prize of a million dollars uh it makes you know some interesting ha things happen sort of near the end of a of a season so 
Season 44, it's, it's, you know, it's a pretty cool season. So, yeah, Survivor's been on for, like, 22 years, maybe more. Um, and, yeah, I'm still, yeah, I still love it. I love the, the challenges. I love the actual survival aspects. It's really in, like, my interests. I'm big into DIY, outdoors, foraging, plants, and I'm very, like, obsessive with information. So, I don't know. It, it just hits all the right spots. And then the social game of Survivor also, the, the having to navigate people and, like, it's almost like this permanent social chess game that's happening, but some of the pieces are hidden from you. And you gotta like you gotta always know that like you've only got maybe a percentage of the, the full image, but you gotta make your best estimates, you know, in that context. And that's why I like the very analytical type players, players who who have an understanding of the game, players like Sa uh, like Sandra, and uh, just players who who are super hyper aware of of you know what's going on around them and use that to their advantage. Uh, Boston Rob is also a very good example of someone who's like able to recognize the path to take control of a of a tribe or whatever, and those kind of things I really like in Survivor and I look out for. So that's pretty much you know what got me hooked. Yeah, it's funny that you say Survivor was something you watched as a family together. For me, it was also our family used to watch it together. It did come on SABC three. And I used to watch it on SABC3 with my family. I loved how the, the characters interacted with each other. Because when you're that young and you're watching Survivor, these aren't people. These are characters. And the more I learned about Survivor, didn't diminish what I felt about Survivor. It actually caused everything to grow more about Survivor. And I watched it, I watched it every single season it came on TV. Until, I'm going to have to be honest, Cambodia. And in Cambodia, I dropped off for a little bit. Then I came back and I, st I started watching it again. And I got right back into it. And I, I love how, pe how people, how the game has evolved over these 40, or not 40 seasons. And how different people have approached the game with a different strategy. You have the, as Mark said, the analytical players who play analytically they're like we've got a spreadsheet this is how we're going to play the game this is how we're going to interact with people but for me i love those social players the people who are well aware of what their social standing is at any point in the game so you ask them okay where are you standing on this game they're like no this guy's running the show this is the other um the other uh, group the other faction that is here that is the other faction this is where i stand and they are those players who just know how people think. We know how people how people click, and they they use that. Yeah, like last season we had uh, Carla, mm. who was super. It was very. She got she got a bad uh, a couple of bad RNG we could say, but yeah, um, she was up until that point really really uh, had a finger on the pulse of the game. She had like a. Uh, a good feeling for when something in the game had changed around her, even if she didn't have the information. She was very, like, uh, in tune and, uh, I don't know what the word is, but, like, susceptible to, to sort of the changes, the, like, micro-changes in people's personalities or the way they speak or a little action that's different. She was very good at picking up at that, and I, I like that aspect of the, of the player as well. 
Yeah, and also Survivor doesn't just allow those type of players to shine. You have other players who would run the game like they are Puppet Master, and they are just pulling the strings of different people. And you have people who use other people in order to get themselves further in the game. You also have other people like, you know, Nazir, who's just... He's just a lovable character yeah, to watch. Super nice guy, yeah. It's like, why are you so And then nice? you obviously get challenge beasts. Oh, yeah. You obviously get the challenge beasts as well. The guys oh, who actually just win every challenge right the way to the end. Yeah, like... You know, like, like uh, what's it? Uh, Malcolm and... Ozzy. Uh, Ozzy and players, players like that. Yeah, Ozzy was probably the OG uh, challenge beast. Yeah. So they, they were big challenge beasts. So it's all these aspects coming together. And when you're young, you're just watching it for the spectacle. You're like, oh, it's so beautiful. I love seeing how these people are interacting. But when you get older, you start to understand the nuances that each person brings to the game. And it's, it's amazing. I love it. And that's what kept me coming back each season. Because you have different seasons with um, different cast members. And they all, they just feel different. You know, from your, uh, who's the guy who had the bombs? Um... Ben, Ben with his Ben bombs every every tribal you couldn't predict it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have Tony who's just running around going crazy about things? Tony was Tony was one of my favorite favorite survivors <laughs> both times he played. But his like hyper paranoid spy shacks and his his uh, spy nests and his spy dugouts. That guy was playing survivor on a on a whole nother level. Like, no one was even, like, close to as immersed in the game as he was. <laughs> yeah, he, he is my favorite survivor. Uh, and that that's kind of what kept me coming back. Players like that. But, but Mark, if we're going to discuss our favorite seasons of Survivor and our favorite survivors, then this, this topic is going to be about 14 hours. And then we're going to have to follow it up with, like, a live show that will go on for, like, three days just discussing Survivor. So, alright, let, let's not do that. Alright, if you guys want to hear more about Survivor, leave us a comment on Podbean, under pending moderation, and we'll get to that. But, today, we're talking about Survivor 44, episode 1. It was an insane episode. Like, as, as for starting Survivor, it just, it was utter madness. It started in yeah, madness. Pretty action packed. <laughs> and it was there was nothing that that kinda they lulled us into a false sense of security when they started the episode. Because it started with Caroline like discussing with the producers exactly what she's supposed to be doing at her very first confession. And she's all she she doesn't know what she's doing. But Yeah, she seems really erratic and like all over the place and like but flustered and and confused by the whole interaction. But so, but that was it you. was a very weird opening scene, and then the scene on the beach where everyone is like all excited and happy and friendly, and you've got uh, Yam Yam, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Yam Yam, Yamil. He's doing uh, his like whole we're a family and we're sticking together within like three minutes of being on, on the. Uh, on the beach with the guys, you know, so it was a very uh, soft sort of start. It didn't feel like we're gonna just we're gonna see some brutalities here. You know? Yeah, no, but that was foreshadowing by showing us Caroline, yeah. who didn't know exactly what she was doing, and then 
contrasting it with Yam Yam, who's like, we're a family. We love being together and we're going to get through this as a family. You're like, so what is it? And Survivor's like, it's both. Yeah, and they're, and they're both on the same tribe. Yeah, they're, both. they're both on the same tribe with entirely different views of what's happening. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I don't think I don't feel like it's a fair comparison because Caroline seems to have a different view to like literally every other human being. Yeah. Of what's happening. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is true. We'll talk more about Caroline in a little bit. But the season starts and they jump into their very first challenge, right? Yep. Sounds about right. They jump into their first challenge. They um they have to go underneath. They do a challenge thing. So they go underneath this uh, bamboo thing, and uh, then they grab a tile and they bring it back. And in the first challenge, Bruce Almighty jumps headfirst into the challenge and knocks his head on the challenge and just just starts bleeding everywhere. So like he immediately started bleeding. They had to call in medical. They had to stop the challenge and just see two. Bruce and it was it was ultimately the that was the one thing that ultimately got him pulled out of the game he hurt himself yeah, I mean he got he got a proper big head injury yeah. it was a big head injury he got like a, he split open you know the top front part of his uh, head yeah it was blood dripping during the challenge um, he, he was bleeding quite a lot in the challenge and then he still did like two more legs of the challenge uh, including crawling through mud and, and lifting quite heavy puzzle pieces. So he exerted himself a lot. Um, and then when the challenge was was stopped, he was like stitched up and given oxygen and, and things like that. And he seemed to, to bounce back. Yeah. But later on at the camp, uh, he took a turn for the worse, a bit of a dip, and medical came in again and decided it wasn't, it wasn't safe for him to continue without being checked. Yeah, the dude had a concussion. You hit your head that hard, you get a concussion, <laughs> and you can't you can't have you yourself continuing in a place where you're going to be dehydrated, where you're going to be pushing your body to the limit every single challenge that you get. It's just medical had the right call when they pulled him out of the game. But that was that was within like the first ten minutes of the episode. So we have yeah. Bruce um, getting really injured. And the tribes, um, they they get into this big, this whole thing, and 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 it's also pretty noteworthy because Bruce's injury was quite a knock to the ticket tribe, since he is easily he would have he's easily their leader already. Like yeah, in the challenge, he was sort of the the beacon. He was like this big personality, really positive, really sort of. Uh, motivating sort of presence and he was their biggest strongest guy on their team by quite a bit yeah um i think he's got about i think he's got like probably like a, i'm not i'm not american so i'm not like very good with the, the pound system that they use here for for weights you know like kilograms you know it exists but anyway um i think he's got like he's like you know a good 50 percent of the mass of say carson yeah um He's probably he probably weighs like easily you know double Carson like just shy of double double Carson so so that's a big loss uh, on their tribe and and unfortunately they don't have a, a particularly athletic group of girls um, on their tribe either yeah because I mean the other two tribes both have you know re- relatively physically fit 
people. Yeah. In the in the uh, relatively relatively fit uh, woman in their tribe as well. So I feel like that was a very big blow to Tika in the challenge and in in just the tribe in general, like in, in terms of you know social rules. Now speaking of Tika. Um, the survivor challenges, all of the contestants were divided up into three different tribes. There was the Ratu tribe, there was the, they were orange, there was the Soka tribe, which was green, and the Tika tribe, which was purple. Each tribe had six members on it, and they went into the first challenge hoping to win a reward. The reward was camp supplies for their tribe. Uh, so they got... Um, it's, it's flint, it's, it's flint and, and pot. It's not like camp supplies. Well, it's, really it's better than nothing. A flint <laughs> and a pot. Um, flint, the two, mach, flint, machete, flint machete pot. Flint machete pot. The other two tribes had to play well, an extra challenge in order to get their flint, their machete, and their pot. And it was split up with a the second tribe getting to choose between two challenges. One was savvy and one was strength. Yeah, strength was savvy. Yeah. Strength meant they would have to carry um, coconuts, from one side of the beach to the other and do it constantly while grabbing one coconut from each pile and if they manage to put all of the coconuts in the sack then they get their supplies in the time limit yeah. it was a time limit of i think it was four hours four hours to, yeah to fill up a bag with both piles of coconuts uh, alternating between each pile and dragging the bag between each pile so yeah. That was a very uh, physically demanding challenge. And it was a strange choice for... Um, the winners to make. For the winners to make. Yeah. Um, be- because they aren't... They aren't that physically dominant of a, of a team. Like, they probably... They're, they're probably more athletic than, than the other two tribes in total. But mm-hmm. if it was me strategizing, I would have wanted to keep that physical advantage, even if it meant a night without a flint. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I mean... The weather wasn't super bad or anything like that. And also, you're exerting yourself for four hours. Like, exactly. that takes that takes fuel out of your tank. It doesn't matter how much you arrive with when you start Survivor. If you are doing something for four hours, you are... Firstly, using all of the fuel in your tank, and secondly, you are isolating yourself from your tribe. Yeah, and and we saw that we saw that later in the immunity challenge. Yeah, when they were struggling to pull the chest out of the water. Yeah, they just didn't have anything left. Um, yeah. So the one, the tribe won that was the. Was it the Ratu tribe who won that one? Yeah, I think Ratu. They did win it. Yeah, um, they but it. that's probably just because of how physically, how much physically stronger they were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if you just look at the matchups. Yeah. Um, so the Flynn challenge was uh, the strength challenge was done by Ratu tribe, and uh, the um, other the savvy challenge, which was they gave you a ball with like a whole bunch of circles, and you had to count how many circles there are in there. You get one chance to write down your guess, and if your guess was correct. Your tribe gets flint and a pot and machete. And the Tika tribe did... No, not the Tika tribe. Yeah, it was the Tika tribe. Yeah, it was Tika, yeah. yeah. Tika and um, Helen. Helen volunteered um, to do the, the challenge. And this was something that was not, not ready for me because Carson made a point out of not intentionally volunteering himself. He wanted the tribe to volunteer him. Yeah. 
he wanted to be the one doing the puzzle, but he didn't want to put himself out there in case. And I think it's it's, it's a conservative move, but it's a clever conservative move because if he if they did fuck up, it would have fallen on on Helen and yeah. not on him. Exactly, because he didn't want to do it immediately, and he pulled himself back. He was subtle, subtle in his approach. That's something that that Survivor they've lost a little bit of their subtlety in the last couple of seasons. But then again, they brought a whole bunch of other things to it, like a whole bunch of advantages and a whole bunch of explosive characters that came on the show. So the first challenge is done. They have their makeup challenge to get their flint, and everyone ends up with flint and a pot and machete. And the tribe start start working together, and they start talking to each other. And right off the bat, you see people starting to congregate towards each other to starting to work together and one of the first things that happens while everyone's trying to work together is someone goes to get water and out of each one of the tribes they go off to get get water one or two people go and get water and they discover this cage in the middle of the forest and it's just a cage that has a lock on it and there is nothing else there's something inside of the cage but it's got the lock, there's no clues, there's nothing, and people start realizing that they're going to have to start looking around in order to find the keys to this cage. Um, and it was only ever found on Ratu tribe. Uh, and the key was ca- found by Brandon on Ratu tribe. And he was walking around with Maddie, they found the cage, Brandon went, you know what, I'm going to go for it. He opened up the cage. Oh, you're talking about the key, yeah, you're talking about the key now. Yeah, he Brandon found the found key. The key. Um, because in 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 Ratu tribe, the whole tribe, right in the beginning, found the cage, and then mm-hmm. all collectively agreed not to mess with the cage until later on. Much to the Lauren's uh, disappointment, because she wanted to immediately figure out the advantage. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting point for later as well, because she's been playing very hard from the beginning, but in a way that's been under the radar, which is quite nice. Um, mm. Not completely under the radar, but under the radar enough, um, which was quite cool. And until right at the end of the episode, where she gets a little bit out of it, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is it that I wanted to say? Oh yeah, the, the cage. Um, I just wanted to mention the people who all found the cage in the beginning because it created an interesting dynamic. Because obviously, when they found the cage, they had to make a decision of whether or not. They tell the rest of the tribe immediately or whether they quickly go and look on their own. And this creates the a moment for, for example, on the Soka tribe, for Franny, Josh, and Claire, I think, are together. So yeah. they have a quick little bond of like, oh, yeah, yeah, what do we do? What do we do? Um, while the others weren't around them. And then later on, they go call the rest and they, they, they opt to sort of tell everyone. But the initial... It, it, the initial decision of what to do when they find a cage is a, is a, a pivotal point in, in those moments. Uh, the same thing happens at Tika, where um, I think it Carson? is Carson? Uh, y- Yamil. It's Yamil and oh. uh, Carson, and I'm not sure, but uh, and I think no, no. It's, it's, it's Helen who's with him. Um, and he- Yamil just basically walks straight up to the, the cage while everyone else is like wondering what to do. So the openness in the Tika tribe is sort of on display there, you know, like he didn't feel 
like you had anything that you had to hide or be sneaky about. Yam yam now, yamil. Whereas on the other tribe, there was already the feeling of like, okay, we've got to be careful for each other. There's a bit of sneakiness. And then back to what you were telling now about Ratu, the same situation happened. You know, do we tell other people? Do we not? What do we do? There was that sneakiness. And then like what you were saying about when they found the key, there was also that mistrust between Brandon and Maddie. Immediately, Maddie noticed that Brandon had, was, was, had found something. And yeah. Maddie also was aware that Brandon didn't immediately say anything until she later drops the hint of like, yeah, if someone finds it, they would probably tell the rest of the tribe. And only yeah. then Brandon decides, okay, yeah, cool. I will yeah. announce it to everyone. <clears throat> so that yeah. was, I think, the first the first crack or wedge between the two of them. But the three tribes Maddie, also. Maddie and Brandon. The three tribes, as you said, they are completely different. The Tika tribe yeah. is a tribe where they're open, they're honest, they can talk to each other, and they can strategize together. And that comes down to Yam Yam. Yam Yam was, he was the driving force behind it. And he, he tried to make himself as vulnerable as possible so that everyone else can be in. And as a result, you had Carson, Helen, and um, uh, everyone else working together. I, I disagree slightly because if you remember in the... In if you remember in the episode, yeah. um, it's Helen, Sarah, and Carson who link yeah. up on the beach together. The yeah. three of them start start like, oh, we should we should link up. We we've got a um, you know a nice vibe going or something like that. When they're carrying wood, yeah. the three of them talk. And at mm -hmm. that point is when they when they cut to Carol Carolyn's um, uh, confessions where she's saying like. Oh, I feel like no one's talking to me, and then they cut yeah. to her telling Yam Yam that, and then they cut to her telling Helen that, and both Yam Yam and Helen are like, just chill out, you know. And then they yeah. also put in a few <laughs> of those edits in between where she's still dirty and looking crazy. So <laughs> the editor, the editor is already leaning hard into like her craziness. That Carolyn is this weird, this weird crazy person who's sort of not fitting in. No, but the reason why I say Yam Yam is the instigator of it. Because in the tribe, he was already opening up things for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't someone who would um, make sure that everyone else felt um, aware that they are being watched and they are playing the game. He wanted everyone yeah. to be comfortable. And he said that already from the beginning. This is my yeah, family. Yeah. This is my group. And that, exactly. that kind of permeated into the, the, the team itself, the tribe. And now the tribe is more comfortable talking to each other um, and more chilled. We, I just want to make sure that it's clear that it's, it's not. There is still a, 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 a very clear split in that tribe. Oh yes. Between the, the three of Sarah, Carson, and Helen versus the two of Yam Yam and Carolyn. Yeah. Uh, Yam Yam is more likely to to link up with the three at yeah. the moment than than Carolyn. Carolyn does seem like she's annoying some people. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't seem very. She is aware that she that 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 it might be perceived as annoying, but I don't think she's aware of how she's uh, being taken up by the other. Sorry, by the other tribe mates. Yeah, but she is aware of one thing though: the fact that no one's talking to her about things, and she yeah. knows that that is a bad thing. She's like, "This is a bad thing in Survivor. No one's yeah. talking to me." But that, as a tribe, it's a pretty pretty solid tribe. Uh, there there are factions in the tribe, but they're able to work together. 
Whereas we have the Soka tribe, which, as you said earlier, has got these seeds of mistrust in in the whole tribe itself. So someone finds the the I someone finds the cage, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, what do we what do we do with this? What do we do with this?" The Soka less so than Ratu. I think yeah. Ratu's got the most distrust. But yeah, it's definitely in Soka as well because of the little moment when they found the cage. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but also in Soka, there's the the link up between Franny and uh, the other Matt. Yes. Or, or, yeah. And and that little a, link up, yeah, is pretty cool in that tribe. Yeah, I'm gonna call him Matt, and I'm gonna call the other Matt Matt Big Beard. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not gonna get confused by all of this. But yeah, but Matt is a very he's likable. He's a smiley guy. Um, I he looks a lot like Joey, the anime guy. And he's always smiling. So him and um, Franny got along very well. But Franny is not as, as open. She's very anxious. <laughs> um, she's, just, no, she's just playing a very cagey game. Because yeah. when they ask her what she's doing, she is, her occupation is a research coordinator. And she says yeah. she, she works at a mindfulness center. So she yeah. tells her tribe she does, she does yoga. She doesn't yeah. tell her tribe that she's in, in high-level like research organization formation stuff like that. Yeah, so so, so she she's downplaying herself for the yeah. game. And then also another add on Matt. Matt is playing from a very very disadvantaged position now at the end of this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. In the um wait wait before we get to that, I want to discuss the Ratu tribe and the Ratu tribe is just chaos. It's chaos. Nobody trusts it anyone. It's just madness. The only thing that's good, the only thing that's going well, the only person who I think can feel like can feel comfortable. Well, there's two people, maybe. Yeah. So the first one is is Lauren because she did a few very big brain moves in, in oh, yes. her tribe. So the first the the first thing was um, when she when she found the cage wanting to to you know get the tribe to show more interest in the advantages and in the game and in the mechanic she, she was unfortunately voted out there which could have been a bad moment for her but later on she had another big brain moment she stacked the the rocks in her favor she went to go pick the rocks for the bag and took note of which which rock was the gray rock and then on purpose picked that rock so that she could go to the island for the advantage yeah and then when she saw the chaos in the tribal council, she used the advantage at the best moment. So she's yes. playing a very good game. And then the other person who I think is going to be a, a later bloomer, um, but who is also currently playing, probably who's probably done the best they can given the circumstances, and that's the K, this Kane guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I say that because he follows the one rule that I like in Survivor, and that is when you get information keep it secret and he says that i think twice in the episode yeah. so he understands the value of information so i that's why i've got him as someone who's probably in a good position the rest of the tribe i feel like yeah i don't know how far they're going to go um yeah i don't, I'm I don't know be, I'm, I'm open to be surprised but just the the, the, the dynamic in this tribe is not is not it's is, so is not good Dysfunction. There's a lot of there's a lot of distrust because of the whole Maddie Brandon thing, and then because of uh, uh, Matthew 
learning about uh, Lauren not revealing her last boat. That's yeah. a new thing. So all of that distrust and their tribal council is what triggered the, the chaotic uh, playing of the idol and the two shot in the darks and all of that. Yeah. So getting back to the timeline of the episode. So afterwards, they have a challenge or an advantage that is given to them where they have to go to a separate island and then they have to pick rocks out of a bag. The three people that are chosen for the advantage is Lauren and who else? Who else? So Lawrence, Lauren stacks the, the rocks in her favor and manages to, to go to the island uh, all on her own uh, efforts. Then, yeah. um, when it comes to the Tika tribe, Carolyn, because she assumes she's on the outs, she offhandedly just says, well, I guess I'll go then. And the tribe actually very quickly shuts it down and says, no, but Yam Yam, I think, is the one who says, I actually would like to go. So Yam Yam suggests uh, drawing straws or sticks, and yeah. uh, Sarah ends up drawing the short stick and ends up going. Um, yeah which made uh, Caroline a little bit disappointed. Um, but, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Sarah gets in. And then on the Soka tribe, they also draw uh, straws because I think there was – were, but I think for, for them it wasn't because everyone wanted to go. It's because they couldn't pick someone to go. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being Matt who drew the short straw to go to the island. Yeah. And then they went to the island – in the on the island, they had three bags, one for each player. You could put your hand into um, the island, into the bag, and pull out a. Uh, you had to the, the the by being on the island, you had to draw. There was there was three stones or three rockets in each bag. Yeah. You had to draw one at least. Yeah. And of the three options, you were either two of them were lose your vote, and one of them was a secret advantage. The players did not know what the advantage was. And the way it was set up, it looks like each pathway that the three players had to choose from, one for each player, had a different reward at the end of the pathway. Yes. So us, the viewers, don't know the third reward that was available there because only two rewards out of the three were drawn. Yep. So the one is the one who got an award was Lauren. Uh, Lauren. Lauren had this. It fades out so perfectly for her. Yeah, she pulled out the first, um, uh, the first rock or the first package, and her reward was the bank the vote um, advantage. And because she succeeded on the first draw, uh, she didn't have to uh, risk losing her votes after that. Yeah. So essentially, she could go to tribal, not vote at a tribal, and then keep, take that vote, bank it, and use it at another uh, tribal. So essentially, she has an extra vote after she uses this advantage going forward. Just one extra vote that she can throw in whenever she needs to throw it in. The other two were... Wait, who went for Ahsoka? For Ahsoka was... Uh, again, you keep forgetting Matt. Like, he doesn't exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's Skinny Matt. Skinny Matt goes to Ahsoka. But just hold on, on, on Laura and quickly. Um... Just to just to talk like about the the advantage and how it how it's uh, such a good one for her. Um, firstly, putting herself to the island through the through stacking the rocks without anyone figuring it out was a big brain play. 
then also not losing any votes to get your advantage is also very lucky. So Lauren is currently probably in one of the strongest positions on the weakest tribe. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's so ironic. Like, and, and she doesn't actually have the power position in her tribe either in terms of votes, numbers, or anything. She's actually probably the, lo- the lowest position at the moment in her tribe in terms of votes. Um, maybe, maybe just above uh, Matthew considering he's injured. Yeah. Um, on, on, on that tribe. So, and in the fact that she now has an advantage that she managed to keep from everyone, even though there's a chance that it might come out that she didn't lose her vote. Yeah. Um, she can at least be like, oh, she can, you know, there's an excuse that she can make, like I threw away the parchment or, you know, whatever, whatever. Like she can reason it out and still somehow manage to end up with that plus one vote in secret. So I yeah. like Lauren's position in this tribe. She's doing... She's doing well, I think. And I think she only told Kane about it, right? Let's see. I don't even know if she told Kane that she has the plus one vote. I think she told someone that she... No, she didn't. She told Kane that she lost her her vote. She told everyone she lost her vote. What happened was, what, what you might be thinking of is, Matthew came back from the challenge after speaking to Claire. and. Yeah. And, and Claire told Matthew that uh, when um, their map came back to camp, he showed them that he had lost their, their vote. And that was the, the information that was in the camp at uh, Ratu, is yeah. that she wasn't 100% honest about what happened at the um, thing. So there, 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 is, there is a bit of distrust aimed at her, but they don't know that she has the advantage. Yeah, and they don't know that that advantage means she has an extra vote that she's already activated. They so don't. That's why I like her. They don't know any advantage. That they don't know any advantage that she has. They don't know what advantage any of the other players have. Um, the only little bit of information they have right now is that she didn't show them the parchment that said she lost a vote, whereas everyone else showed it. Yeah, they don't know for sure that she lost a vote in that in that uh, tribal. But she's also lucky because. The chaos at that tribal is a smokescreen for what she did. Yeah, it was. She chose the best time to use that. She saw, she read the room. She said, hey, this is kind of crazy. So she played her vote and she also, she solidified what she said earlier. Her vote was not in the, um, the, uh, the urn at that point. That's also a a funny thing, right? So on that, on that tribe, they had about an hour before tribal a five to one vote on Brandon. Yeah. No, and no, no, then, no. Not a five to one. Matt was never gonna turn on Brandon. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Matt probably wasn't going to yeah, yeah. Sure, fair enough. But in, in, in all of their minds, I mean, they yeah. believe it was five to one on on Brandon. So based on that belief the individual, for example, Jamie, is like, well, if we're going to have five votes on one and I don't vote, then it's four on one and it doesn't matter. So yeah. she, she uses that logic to remove her vote. Lauren, <laughs> does the exact, Lauren does the exact same thing. She's like, well, if there's five people voting against one and I don't vote, then it's four against one and we're still fine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, so she's like, no worries. So now that five is a three. Then... Matthew, because he doesn't, so he doesn't, uh, he plays a shot in the dark as well. Now, my theory there is because he says 
no, uh, before tribal, he says, no one's going to know who, uh, where the alliances lie until we see the votes. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why he didn't cast the vote, because he gets plausible deniability. He can be like, oh, no, I played a shot in the dark because I thought everyone was coming for me. And then no one can say, oh, but you voted for this person, so you betrayed this alliance. And this way, Lauren, Jamie, and Kane can still think that he might be on their side. At yeah. the same time, Brandon still thinks that he might be on, on uh, with, with, with Matthew. So it, it, the, the shot in the dark di- uh, didn't diminish any his position at all. And it was probably the best person. He was probably the best person to actually play the shot in the dark because it sort of guaranteed his position the best. Yeah. Um, because he was in the middle. So, you know, of the whole vote, he was in the middle. It yeah, all they so, needed to do was convince him, and Brandon would have yeah. gone. Yeah. Well, no, uh, because Brandon was probably going to play his idol regardless. Hmm. I don't think so. I think him and Matt had a talk. I think I think I think he no I don't think it was Matt yes Matt and him definitely did speak but that wasn't what changed Brandon's mind what changed Brandon's mind was when um, Jamie played her uh, shot in the dark she said something like it won't uh, from the conversations I've had my vote won't matter so Uh, when she said that there was a reaction from Brandon and then when uh, I think Matthew plays his uh, shot in the dark, then Brandon is like, he's like sort of sits back and upright. And yeah. then he goes, yeah, actually, Jeff, you know, I think I'm going to do this. And <laughs> I think it's in that, it's those two moves together that spooked him into playing it. I yeah. think he would have probably held onto it, but just the events of Tribal, regardless of Matty talk, Matthew talking to him, I think he would have ended up playing it based on the events of, of Tribal because the value to him is gone. It's a target more than a benefit. Yeah. And playing it now gets that target off your back and keeps you in the game one week longer. So exactly. I don't know what, what what Brandon's mindset is at, but that's how I would have reasoned it out. I would have probably played the exact same move as Brandon. Yeah. Um, so I can't really, really fault him for that. And then Maddie, the reason she went home, is she played way too hard in that last like couple of minutes before tribal? Yeah, she should have. She should have just gone Lauren, Jamie, Kane. Yeah, and ran with it. Because again, protecting information is important in Survivor. You have four versus two on a guy who has the the idol, you know. So I don't know. I feel like she overplayed herself there a little bit, and there was a really distrust from Brandon's side. So when Brandon is the only one who's not being spoken to by Maddie, obviously Brandon's going to assume Maddie's coming for him. Yeah, and so, he he would feel safe. He always he would feel safe because he still has the idol. But so many exactly. survivors have gone home with the idol in his pocket. So I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I feel like it played out. It. It played out the way it was going to play out. Even if one or two of these puzzle pieces didn't happen, I still think it probably would have gone this way. Yeah. Um, and I, the only thing I like is that I think Matthew has protected his position. Lauren has strengthened her position. And Jamie, I don't think the, her actions had any effect on her position. And Kane didn't do anything to, to change his position. Yeah. So so I feel like it, the, the there's a, like... 
Matthew would have gone down had he not acted. So he he's he got a like a plus point in my book on their tribe. Yeah. Lauren got the biggest plus one of all because she's got the extra vote that no one can no one knows about. Yeah. Um, and Brandon survives to play another day. That's the way I see that tribal. Yeah. I I it was a great tribal. Um and it was crazy because at the end of the um episode they had um this tribal where Ratu had gone to the um the tribal council and they had to vote someone out. And at that tribal council they were two shot in the docks played, which is another advantage that Survivor gives you. So instead of voting you play your shot in the dark and you get a chance at being immune during that tribal. And for the first time in survival history, it has worked. So one person got um, immunity and that person was Jamie, right? Jamie got immunity. Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn Ruiz, yes. She got um, her immunity at that tribal. Matt also played a shot in the dark. Matt Bigbeard. Not to be confused with Matt Thin Guy. Uh, Matt played his shot in the dark. He was not safe, but he protected his own cards. He played. He had his yeah. cards and he, he held it close to his chest. And he exactly. also realized that knowledge is power. In Survivor, yeah. knowledge is power. The more knowledge you know, the better you play the game. Yeah. Um, it's like a 5D chess move that he made, yeah. but I don't think he knew it was... I don't think he knows how good of a move that actually was. Yeah. I think he just did it sort of like, oh, this might be a good idea. I don't think he's fully thought it out. Yeah. But in the scheme of their tribe, it's uh, with the information we have that he doesn't, it's a very good move. Yeah. It's like when um, I think Carla described it best, um, he didn't think it this way. But in Survivor, the first level of players is they always thinking, what am I going to do? You know, and then the next level of players is, what is everyone else going to do? And then the third level of players is, what are they going to do? What, what am I going to do in response to what they are going to do in response to what I'm going to do? So they're thinking of it at a different level. And then you get those guys who reign on top and they're just thinking, how will this game go? And what, what will one person yeah. do that will it's re- uh, it's cause reactive. something? It's reactive gameplay versus the, the sort of uh, strat- like overarching strategy gameplay. Yeah. A player like in Boston Rob's winning season, he yeah. saw the path and he just put the pieces in, 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 place. in place. He didn't have to really negotiate around people or do anything like that. Because he had the strong core alliance, he could just like order his hits. Like get that one out of the way, get that one out of the way, get that one out of the way. That's probably never going to happen again. <laughs> the no. kind of su- the kind of survivor that most players have to play to get to the end is the survivor of uh, weaving around this person, weaving around that person, saying the right thing to this person, being hyper aware of how those uh, interactions with you are at the moment, how they've changed, and like like Carla is a great example, like especially in the early uh, moments of the the game when she yeah. started recognizing. Like, even someone who's their ally, when she realized that this person was suddenly in a position where they could, on a dime, turn and take me out, then she was like, we've got to nerf that power a bit, or we've got to break up that alliance, or we've got to get rid of that advantage. And, like, she played with this very high awareness of the game, and I really liked that a lot. Yeah, it was only eclipsed by how Jesse played the game, because Jesse was playing yeah. on that 
higher level. He was like, he I'm was going just to more ruthless. He yeah, was just more ruthless, and and he was uh, uncompromising. Like, yeah, in, in terms of how to get to places, you would calculate it in an yeah. objective way, and then be like, right, it's from here to there, you've got to do it. Yeah, and also he planted seeds long before they had started yeah. to sprout. Like the whole during the last season, you had that Carla and um, um, uh, the the blondie. What was the blondie's name? I'm stumped. I don't know. I'm stumped. Yeah, Carla's biggest. Yeah, she was one of the finalists, and we don't remember her name. <laughs> who was? Who was? It's Gabler and. And it was Owen and the girl. Yeah, the, the, the girl that no one thought would make it that far. Exactly. But what, what Jesse did was he planted seeds because they were a power couple, Carla and this girl. And they were, they were going to go through to the end. And Jesse just like, he nudged them a little bit, little by little. And having them not notice that he's nudging them towards this path, Carla noticed it far too late. But at that point, she couldn't do anything about it. So that type of player, that is a, a true puppet master and is, is yeah. one of the greats. I quite liked uh, Jesse. He was my boy. Sad he didn't win. But he was my boy. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same way about Cody, man. Like, <sighs> I, I still can't accept the Gabler one, man. <laughs> no one can accept that Gabler one. And that... that unfortunately is making me feel very iffy about this season of survivor because the first episode we have the uh, the tika tribe front and center they don't get a lot of screen time because they won the immunity challenge at the end of the day and so as a result the um, focus of the show was not on them the focus was more on other tribes that were struggling and were going to tribal council so what we get from the Tika tribe is just, we see Caroline. Caroline just narrating everything that's happening around. And Caroline, as you said, is someone that is being portrayed as a person that is misunderstood. And she's someone who doesn't quite un, uh, articulate herself well to yeah, anyone she's else. Getting the, she's getting the, the, the Philip treatment, you know, yeah. like... Um, she's this paranoid, crazy person who's not clicking with anyone in the tribe and is sort of rubbing everyone the wrong way and people are sort yeah. of getting annoyed with her and none of her conversations are really landing and then when she tries to raise and complain about it, people are like, dude, just, just chill out and she just can't get the paranoia to subside. Yeah. So, Where and I you... think the more, the more aware she becomes of, the, of that, the worse it's getting. Yeah. But she could use it like Philip did. Use that um, her own character in order to stamp her own foot on the on the game. I mean, that was that was Rob who did that basically oh, the yeah. whole way through. <laughs> because Rob she was like, Rob. right in right in like episode four or something. Rob's like, everyone wants to get rid of Philip, but that's exactly why I'm keeping him. <laughs> the more he pisses people off, the less they look at me. You know, so. But that's like, what people Rob... thought about Gabler. <laughs> Gabler was like, hey, this guy's crazy. No one wants him, but he's just being taken along as like the goat for the end of the season. No, I, I think I think Gabriel was like that till like you know the last like three or four episodes. Oh yeah. Then I feel like the edit did change a little bit, and that was when like you know we started getting nervous. Like, well, <laughs> Carla's out, Cody's out, Jesse's out. <laughs> 
Who the is Gamer going to actually win this thing? <laughs> I, I was sitting with you when it dawned on me that De- Gabler was going to win it. I, I was just sitting there going, oh no, Gabler's winning this one. And you went, yeah, I don't like, want to believe it. I don't want to believe it. <laughs> dude, it's like, how many how many episodes? It's like 13 episodes. So for 10 episodes, I'm like, fuck Gabler. Fuck this Gabler guy. <laughs> Fucking nurse with his like sick wife's kid's dog. The pizza driver who drives and delivers pizza on my streets. I'm going to win this challenge for him. I'm going to do another minute for the the dog's collar. You know, it's just random shit that makes no, no sense to anything. And it's like, Gabler, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you on? What are you on? <laughs> Please tell me what you're on. And like Caroline is kind of getting the same type of treatment. Yep. And I'm hoping yep. it changes. I'm hoping that she learns like from herself and grows as a character she's on the winning tribe so they they, they can go pretty far but she needs to grow a little bit and understand where she lives in then there's sarah on that tika tribe who has the inheritance advantage she was the one who 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 was sent to the island but she she did lose a vote she lost a vote yeah so she's minus one vote unfortunately Despite yeah. having probably the strongest advantage in the game. What what the inheritance um, advantage actually does is, if you play it at a tribal, every single advantage that was played at that tribal becomes yours. So, yeah. if you go into a tribal council, and let's go to Game Changers. In Game Changers, that episode where Sari was voted off, they used five different like advantages in that tribal... Uh, tribal council and if she were to pop something like the inheritance advantage at that point she gets everything so she ends up with a bunch of extra um, i think when sheree went home it was the last tribal you could play advantages though yeah so ah so it would have it would have been a net negative she wouldn't have been able she wouldn't have been able to take the she wouldn't have been able to, she would have been able to take all the advantages but not play them because yeah the next tribal would have been final four or final three. i've got a whole bunch of souvenirs but let's say something yeah, exactly. like that happens so a tribal that just goes crazy it's an insane tribal one guy plays yeah. an advantage another guy plays an advantage and she just steps up and goes all right all of those are mine it's just an interesting. It's just an interesting mechanic, and it's very clever for Survivor to have split the advantages up the way they did, so that yeah. they won't end up like two advantages don't end up on the same tribe. Yeah. Um, and also, no knowledge is power yet. We'll see on that later in the season. So, um, like the, the 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 knowledge is power advantage. Yeah. You know, that would probably also work on on either stage of the thing, of the thing, if she's banked it or not. But I wonder, like, if she's banked the vote and hasn't cast it yet. Yeah. Right. And I cast the knowledge's and I use the knowledge's power on her. Would I then get you'll get a bank vote? Get bank vote. Or do I just get or do I just get the advantage to bank a vote? No, because that means she still keeps her bank vote. Right. You are knowledge's power means you're taking someone's advantage away, and it doesn't matter what she's done at that point. She will you will get the extra vote if she hasn't played it yet. But if she's played it, then she no longer has it. Or that vote, or that vote might just be forfeited, and you'll have to reactivate your your bank vote on your own. Jeez, it's a very interesting mechanic, right? It's, it's very interesting, yeah. Like that's yeah. why, because like when I when I was prepping for this, that was the one thing I got stumped on was like, how would that mechanic work 
compared to like other advantages. It would have been so nice to have seen what the third advantage was. You know, yeah. like because inheritance, banking a vote, it's got the it's 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 succession, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like, you know, you invest uh, sorry, sorry, when someone dies, you know, you, you inherit something. So yeah. it's been used, but then also banks, so banking, investment for saving for later. It feels like it's got that theme, you know? So I wonder <laughs> what the what the second one would have been, you know, like uh, stock market crash. <laughs> Everyone loses their votes. <laughs> just nullify everyone's votes. <laughs> no, one, no, one gets to, no one gets to eat this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Sarah also lost a vote. So yeah. she has this advantage, this great advantage, but she did lose a yeah. vote and that has to be taken into consideration when she does yeah. go to tribal. Um, on their tribe, we also had Bruce Almighty, who, who is out of the game. Yeah. We have Helen. And as we spoke earlier, Helen, Carson, and Sarah came together to make a, a little alliance between the three yeah, of they them. they were like a mini link-up, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't gone. They didn't go into terrible, quite a lot of detail about it because this was the winning tribe. But the yeah, two standouts... It was standouts, just a quick interaction on the beach while they were gathering wood. It wasn't like a strategy search or anything. And there's yeah. no, like you said, there's no pressure on them to do strategy since they, they won. Yeah. Um. They 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 must they lost their their flint challenge, but they got the um the savvy option, so they won their flint, and then in the immunity uh, challenge, obviously they managed to succeed. I think they finished second, though, didn't they? Yeah. And yeah. on their tribe, the other two players are Yam Yam and Carson. Yeah. Uh, like Yam Yam is just lovable. He's a lovable dude. He's happy go lucky. He reminds me a little bit of Nazir. You know, because yeah. as we spoke about earlier, he just exudes that, that warm feeling, you know? On my notes, it says Yamil, Yam Yam, Yam Yam, sorry, Nazir 2.0. Exactly. <laughs> and then and the next just... note is, not scared of cages. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and he's just a nice, happy-go-lucky guy. I want to see how this uh, translates to how we play. Oh, and also, he, he started the fire. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted guy. to actually just make a note on, on all, in the tribes. It was interesting to me the people who who also all the people who ended up starting the fires on the tribe. It was yeah I don't know. It was just interesting because Nazir does it after yeah. he takes over from Carson because Carson is like yeah he practiced this and whatever. No, and then Nazir is like yeah he, he yeah, 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 yeah sorry yeah yum yeah <laughs> see already yum yum then um. He says to him, like, yeah, but he's already practiced this on the beach with, like, wet stuff and whatever. And then he starts it, like, no problem, quick, quick. And then um, I think it is uh, Matthew on the Ratu tribe. He gets it started uh, relatively easily as well, the fire. And then the fire starter on Soka was uh, very interesting because the whole tribe sort of stood around while Danny was missing. And we're like, well, we'll just wait for the fireman who puts out fires to come and start a fire for us. And then, like, Heidi is just like, uh, I can do it. And she just, like, bosses it. She, she struggles in the beginning. It doesn't look like she's had much practice with the flint and steel. But she, she gets the hang of it very quickly and starts up a fire. So, yeah. so, yeah, I just wanted to quickly add the fire starters. And that's also the reason it's important is because that is – 
in every tribe, in the beginning of the, the of Survivor, they don't vote the guy who makes fire out. Yeah. And if that guy it's, is Yam Yam, you doubly don't yeah. vote him out. You're just like, yeah, this so, guy so, is making so, me happy. <laughs> Nazir 2.0 is safe in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him. He's, he's one of my contenders to win because I really wanted Nazir to win just because he was Nazir. And that is how yeah. Nazir do, does things. So I, I like myself some Yam Yam. Carson was the other guy. I don't think Yam Yam is a strong... A oh yeah. Player. Yeah, I I know. I, don't think, I know. I don't think he's. I don't think. I think if he comes up against, like if he makes it to the merge and some of the Rati members are still there, they're nope, fucked. Like Yam yeah. Yam Yam's fucked. But like, yeah, yeah, Helen Lee fucked. I I. Sarah's fucked. Carolyn's fucked. If they like like none of them are gonna like like Carson's the only one I back to yeah. sort of go up against. The big players on the other tribes. Yeah. But it's because Carson is subtle. He's very subtle. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't do everything as glorious as he can. He's playing with his cards very close to his heart. The other the other thing is like he has got uh like the, the, the ladies on the tribe immediately like made the joke like Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah. Because of him gaining gaining weight and the things there. And that is also showing like they find him attractive. Yeah. Attractive people don't catch votes that quickly yeah. in these games. Like, yeah. you, they, 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 they sneak through to the merge generally. And I think Carson not uh, having the age chip on his shoulder, you know, like the, the previous season, what was that guy? Uh, was it Brandon? What, what is his name? Uh, Bra- uh, the guy who was like, I can't remember his name. Owen, but he uh, was like, Sam. 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 Like, yeah, Sammy. Sam. Yeah, Sammy. Sam, whatever his name was. He, yeah. he kept saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to tell them I'm 20, I'm, I'm 21, or I'm not 19, I'm 21. Like, he had, like, this whole thing about his, like, age, and then he, like, sort of expected it to be, like, this big bomb drop, like, at the end. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not really 21, I'm 19, and everyone's like, bro, it's, like, the same fucking thing. We don't give a, <laughs> we don't give a shit. Yeah, we don't so, care what you so have to Ca- Carson is not playing into that age trap. Yeah. And then he's also, you know, just in, his strategy is just very good. Like like being subtle, saying the right thing at the right time. I yeah. hope the paranoia doesn't get to him, and I hope he can keep that up. Yeah, I mean, I I really want to see Carlson. I think he is yeah. my forerunner for for this. Yeah, he is what I've, he, he's my I've written at the yeah. top of his notes. Possible I mean, finalist. I do I do want to live in a world where Yab Yab wins Survivor, right? <laughs> I want to live in that world so much. But Carson gets my vote for um, one of the yeah, finalists. If I'm if I'm picking players who I think are gonna like be there post merge, mm-hmm. um, out I of this tribe, I'm, out of this tribe, only this tribe. Only, out of only, okay, wait, wait, let's first go through the rest of of Soka because we've okay. hit now everyone on Tika, right? Yeah, we know that I, Carolyn is. We know that Carolyn is paranoid. Helen didn't really feature much this episode except yeah. for when she sort of linked up with Carson and Sarah. Um, but like we said, this tribe didn't get a lot of airtime because they just they they won and they don't have any drama or fights or issues. Yeah. The only time that they were like heavily on screen is when Bruce was being evacuated. And so, all the time that Carla got, <laughs> not Carla, Caroline, Caroline, Caroline. Yeah. So ah. so that 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 this tribe is very, you know, it, it would have been hard to shine through. I think in the in episode two we'll see more from from Tika. Yeah. Um. So then just quickly onto Soka. Yeah, so they won their they won their flint straight up. 
Yeah. Right? Uh, um, and then they won immunity straight up. Mm-hmm. They have a couple so, of great players there. They've got Mac, yeah. um, the thin guy. I think guy. they've got a very nicely balanced team as well. Yeah. So, like, if you just go in terms of, like, uh, RPG rules, strength, agility, and intel, yeah, I think they've got all three. You know, because they've got um, uh, Danny, Danny and Josh. Danny is you know, the Danny and Josh fighter. physically strong. Danny, yeah. Danny and Josh are both athletically physically strong. Yeah. Then you've got your sort of middle tier. Your your edges is like, I think you know Heidi uh, and Claire are probably yeah. or, or or maybe maybe Matt is there as well. I don't know. Uh, no no no. Claire, he was Claire pretty good with the puzzles. Claire's I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Matt and Franny are your intels. No, no, um, but on, Claire, on, on, yeah. Claire was the one who strategized with the other. Yeah, Matt. yeah, she did. But I think that was just that was just an opportunistic move because she was on okay. the bench and the guy was there. I think that was yeah. just opportunistic. It is smart, but I think uh, she's she's pretty fit and athletic as well. So True. I would put her as like somewhere Edgy. between Edgy and Edgy and Intel. I yeah. put Heidi in Edgy and Intel. I put Franny in like clear Intel. I put Matt. I put Matt in like Intel, but dipping in edgy. And then oh, yeah. I think Josh and Danny are our are our stirrers. Oh, stirrers. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are strong dudes. <laughs> let's talk about Danny. Danny is a firefighter, and like, I'd like the guy. He's chilling. I like, think that's as much as we know about him from the episode. Yeah. Daddy and Josh. That he's a firefighter. <laughs> Daddy and Josh are both the strong guys, and they're just chilling. They're just chilling. Yeah, but, but Josh gets Josh gets more screen time because Josh yeah. is at least the, the camera pans him a few times in the in the first challenge where Philip gets injured, and yeah. um, there's a few moments in camp when they're like talking where he gets like back and forth with other people. I think he's talking to yeah. to Matt or to Heidi or one of them. I can't remember. And like I don't fucking remember seeing Danny. The only time I remember him being on screen is when the whole tribe was like, we'll wait Waiting, for him to right. come and start the fire. And then like it pans to him for a few seconds and then pans back to Heidi making a fire. So <laughs> it's not like it's not like he actually like is on the <laughs> the episode much. He also um, plays Survivor, according to the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like my notes my notes on him is like firefighter thinking strategy. <laughs> He's just so there was apparently and there was apparently one point in the episode where he said something that made me think he's at least thinking about the strategy of the game. Oh, at least a that's, firefighter. That's what I've got on. That's what I've got on Danny. I mean, um, that- Josh, Josh is pretty much the same, except Josh did have notable moments because he was there with Franny and Claire when they found the cage. Yeah. Um. So he has got a little bit of a bond there. And then, like I say, we see him in the challenge. So I feel like Danny and Josh are going to be, you know, the, the guys carrying the, the team forward in, in the, the strength aspects of the challenge. Yeah. And then Matt and Franny, they sort of linked up on the on the beach as well, I think, when they were gathering wood as well. Yeah. They also linked up the same way that Carson, uh, Helen, and What's-Her-Face, uh, and Sarah linked up. So yeah. I think it's a pretty good pairing, but I think they're being way too obvious about it. So yeah. I think it's gonna it's gonna pull a target onto them because yeah. ever since Robin Amber, you know, any coupling, you know, gets cut off at the knees very quickly. Yeah. Um because as you when you when you're coupled, you don't have one vote, you have two votes. 
Yeah, like, exactly. You and someone, you know they're going to be playing the same vote going Together, forward. Yeah. And you don't want two votes against you because two votes, your vote exactly. is your say in tribal. So if you don't have your vote... If you're only swaying one person um, and then you get two votes from swaying one yeah. person, that's also stacked dangerously. It's a dangerous risk yeah. to have on your tribe. So yeah, I think Franny, Franny is playing a smart game and like she... she She's also still playing very cautiously because she mm. can tell who, like her job, and she you know the, the mindfulness everything. But the other problem is linking up with Matt, who doesn't have two votes. He's yeah. missing his next two votes and with no advantage. So he's in the he's probably the survivor in literally the worst position. Yeah, he doesn't have any say. As I said earlier, your vote is your say, yeah. and having two votes doesn't mean anything if one of those votes. It's not a vote. So the two of them linking up is all good and well, but they only have one vote between the two of them for yeah. the next two tribals. And for two tribals, which could be several episodes away. Yeah. Which could but, even happen on a tri- after a tribe swap based on yeah. the strength of this tribe. So Dude, that's a could, very high-risk situation for him. It could even happen at the, at the merge. At the, the merge, merge yeah. without a vote, first time you go into tribal, it has happened before where a tribe didn't go to tribal until the merge and then merge yeah. and the next vote he doesn't have any votes he doesn't have I don't any think pool. he i don't think he's the worst i mean like if this had happened to there's a few other try uh, cast members who this could have happened to that yeah. would have been way more screwed if it happened today because he did at least step up in the challenges both challenges he did well the, yeah. the second challenge i think he was the puzzle caller for the sliding puzzle yeah so he's already proved value to his tribe. Yeah. So I, I think that's at least something that's going to cushion him a little bit. Yeah. And then we also have Claire in the tribe. Claire was, as I said earlier, she used um, her opportunity to talk. One very good strategy moment. And we yeah. haven't seen much else from her in the episode. Yeah. And like on that side, you have her telling the other tribe that um, Matt came back and showed them the parchment that he didn't have a vote yeah. and so they, the other tribe did not have that situation where Lauren came back and showed her, her yeah. um, there's a parchment. reason why there's a reason why that's also smart um, in, in the sense that um, it sort of j- just, just passing that sort of information over also means that she sort of protects uh, Matt a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of like, oh yeah, Matt was super honest. You mm. know, he just came out to the tribe. So it also makes their tribe appear to the other tribes like slightly more unified and open. Yeah. And it immediately causes doubt in Matt. In Matthew, <laughs> sorry. Um, that... when, when he learns that information, then he's like, oh, that's so interesting. He's like immediately like, oh fuck, we've been. We, he knows immediately we've been. There, there's something that wasn't 100 percent honest in the tribe yeah. that's already struggling with honesty <laughs> and trust. Oh, and she just like one move, she just fractures the yeah. tribe even more. So yeah, more. she made a very good move, but we, yeah. I didn't see much else of her in the episode. We'll see. We'll see how it adds up because Matt has put himself in that position where he's not on anyone's side, but he has this little bit of information. And he, yeah. he, he didn't reveal it yet, right? No, well, he said he's missing one vote. He didn't, yeah. he didn't tell everyone he's missing his second vote. And he no, gave no, no. the paper out. I'm talking about Beard Matt. Didn't reveal everything, oh. right? 
Um, he just told Brandon that he's being played, and then I think Brandon told Kane at the time that uh, they're being played because Lauren wasn't completely honest. Yeah. But it all got it all got blown over by the whole tribal tribal council because no one no one turned no one no one was gunning for Lauren at any point. Yeah. And then he so was. Like, I don't ah. think. I don't think. So the information he gave out was was uh, was buried sort of by the Brandon Maddie feud. Yeah. And then the oh. last cast member we, we haven't spoken about uh, is Heidi. Uh, we spoke only briefly about her, but I've written like she's basically the tribe's like problem solver. She's, yeah. She's got a very big like Sandra feel to her. Like she does that like. Uh, motherly kind of take you under the wing kind of vibe. Yeah. But at the same time, strict, ruthless. She's gonna she's gonna go for it. And she also started the fire on her tribe. So I put her in quite a high value position in her tribe. She's very good in the challenges as well. Uh, she, you know, for an engineer, like I think she's engineering background. Yeah. So so not not particularly. You know, you wouldn't expect it to be particularly athletic or, or physical, but she is, in my opinion, clearly in the the edgy, edgy space while being smart as well. Exactly. So, yeah. It's 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 a it's a nice it's a strong tribe like. With it's Bruce a out, solid one. With Bruce with with Bruce out, Soka is probably the strongest tribe. Yeah. Like Bruce, he would have carried his entire tribe through. That um, through any challenge that required any type of strength, but he just was a little bit too. Uh, how do I put it? What word can I use? Uh, headstrong. <laughs> headstrong. Oh, he he, a... I guess he was he was head weak actually. <laughs> <laughs> he got a little bit ahead of himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes, it, it shows you that you shouldn't always dive head first into every situation. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Here comes the pun. Okay, we we better we better quit while we we better quit while we're here. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Heidi, you described exactly who Heidi was and how she fits into the tribe dynamic. But let's move on to the other tribe, like the Ratu tribe, which is the dysfunctional tribe, and they oh, just. I thought we'd already done that. I, I mean, I thought we've we, already. I thought we already like ripped into them. We ripped into <laughs> them this entire episode. Brandon <laughs> is disappointing. He makes me sad because he was um, a person who got the advantage, but the cage advantage required a key to open up the cage. He found the key, and uh, Maddie wanted immediately to form an alliance with him. He was snookered there. No, Maddie didn't want an alliance with him. Maddie didn't want him to have the information secret. Maddie was the options that she, that Maddie presented was tell everyone or stick with me. Yeah, that I... was the situation. And Brandon was like, "I'm not fucking working with you. I can't trust you." <laughs> but Brandon was the one being untrustworthy <laughs> in the whole situation. He's like, "You just caught me being untrustworthy, so clearly I can't trust you." And then everyone was like, yep, checks out. Good luck. <laughs> so Brandon opens up the cage, and in the cage, there are two bags. One bag has an immunity idol in it, and another bag has just this orange medallion in it. So if he had kept that a secret, he could have used the orange medallion 
as a flag to make sure that someone else gets yeah. that idol he's, and he's he, able to he use it. Devalued, he devalued that uh, advantage so badly. Immediately. Like, it's not it's not his fault. Yeah. Like, he couldn't have known, like, that it wasn't. Because it could have been, like, a, a, a piece of paper that says, go, you know, you're going to get extra food now for finding this key. And, exactly. Know, or you're going to get a, uh, some camp supplies or you get some extra rice. Like, and... It could He's, be it could be any any advantage for the tribe since it is for the tribe stage of the game. So yeah, I mean he should have been more cautious, but he was not good. Yeah, and also he was also aware that every other advantage that was found in the previous season had that beware title to it. So it's exactly. a beware advantage. You lose your vote unless you do something amazing in order to get your vote back. So he knew that he would he'd be losing either way. So. Opening it up in front of everyone would mean that everyone knows what he has, what he's gotten. And he kind of gives himself a little bit more power or a little bit more agency because everything's out in the open. He built a little bit of trust for preempting Maddie's Maddie out in there. Yeah. So before Maddie could say like, oh, he wasn't going to tell anyone. He's like, well, I've already told everyone. So what are you talking about? Exactly. So it takes yeah. away the... the the power. It takes away the the bullet the bullet that she had in her chamber, yeah. Um, and then also um, the way that he he played the idol was actually it actually works out in his favor because like I said it wipes the target off his back. It 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 had very low power at the at the time you know because of the fact that everyone knew about it. So yeah. his best move was playing the idol regardless yeah. i think because it gives him a reset he's he's, he's 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 slightly net positive in his actions because he's got a bit more trust with the tribe he is the strong player you know he's 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 put out he, he put out a front of looking like a team player it just depends how much doubt maddie sowed before she left yeah and he also has that um orange medallion that he could use if this tribe decides to get all their shit together and put it all together, they could use that to their advantage. So let's say the whole tribe comes together and they're like, cool, we're going to try and we're going to hide this advantage in the cage and we're going to hide the key somewhere, but we're not going to tell anyone else. So if the tribes ever get swapped and they keep that yeah. alliance that they have amongst each other, that's a pretty good idea. Someone yeah. else. The other problem is then you've got five, four other people who yeah. you've got to hope keep that secret on their tribe swap. Exactly. One person spells the whole thing's gone. Yeah. Like the whole, even if the tribe had a plan going into the merge or going into the swap, that is all gone if one person just spills the beans. And it's it's too many people to have that yeah. much information. The information is too and dispersed. I, and I think I think Ratu is also um, the victim of the of their own sort of uh, actions because. The choice of doing the sweat task is the reason why Matthew and Brandon are fatigued. Yeah. You know, Matthew falls off the rock and baggers up his shoulder. Yeah. So he can't be part of the, the next challenge. Yeah. Brandon gets basically heat exhaustion and passes out in the challenge because of the fatigue he's carrying. Yeah. And so it weakened them in the challenge massively. To, How, to have picked that. However, but the set, yeah. At the same time, I don't think Jamie and Kane were going to solve that puzzle. 
No, they were not good at solving. Uh, Jamie is just a yoga chick. She's got a whole bunch of kumbaya, you know. Um, but she has got a nice personality. Like uh, people, people can talk to her, you know. So that that might help to disarm a couple of people. But she's also very paranoid about everything. Uh, we didn't see um, in the episode just how um, paranoid she was up until the end where she played a shot yeah, in the, the job because she was the tribal was you could see, yeah. Yeah, so the you're like... The you could see she was going full paranoid, yeah. Yeah, so you didn't see that much. So, of course, as we said earlier, in Survivor, we only get a glimpse of what's happening on the tribe. We don't get the big picture. We have to take what we get and put it together and create our own story from it. And we didn't see that part until it was too late. Maybe, maybe she was the one that was um, targeted. And she was the one who, who had a vested, who believed that she was going home because she was going home. All we saw was Maddie trying to play the game and playing the game really hard and not reading a room. <laughs> Jamie said because she feels confident with Kane and Lauren and Maddie that yeah. they're getting Brandon out. That was why she played the shot in the dark because a vote doesn't matter. Ah, yeah. Remember? And so it was. The, it was. It was the same. It was the same process through all of them. They all made the same. Came to the same conclusion. Like my vote won't matter, and that's how they <laughs> lost three votes out of their five. <laughs> but she was also Jamie. So, yeah. Was also paranoid. Like as yeah, I said, yeah, you yeah, yeah she was. It. I agree. Yeah, she was. And Maddie kind of she played hard, and because she played hard, she tried to get everyone on the tribe to take out one dude. And that all doubled over to everyone else saying, well, you know, if everyone's voting for him, my vote doesn't matter. And it just kind of, it shot herself in the foot. That's what I say. It's, a, it's all a snowball. It's all a snowball. Yeah. This whole tribe, it, it's like a few minor things. Like the little bit of distrust, the physical fatigue. That's, what, that's what's killed them. Yeah. Yeah. So myself, I, I kind of... I don't know what to expect from this season of Survivor because the tribes are all, they are so different and yet also so alike. And I feel like a couple of people are playing 3D chess and a couple of people are playing 4D chess. A couple of people are very prepared to come into Survivor. They've made sure that their survivorship and their survival skills are maxed out. A couple of other guys went and made sure that they had all their game knowledge on point. And I see a couple of duos coming in, like we have discussed, a couple of people coming together, and they can do everything so well if they were to work together. But the first tribal was so crazy that I'm kind of feeling that it's a sign of things to come. So we're going to have like a little bit more craziness happening in the next couple of episodes. I don't know. I, I, I feel like we're going to have, like we have, like we had on, I can't remember the season now, but where you know, where one tribe ends up being one person. Oh, that's I think we're going to end up with, I think we're going to end up with like a Ratu, Ratu doing a situation like that, or the producers are going to intervene and reshuffle the tribes because oh. the, the, even with, you know, Carolyn being all crazy and whatever, and Bruce being eliminated, Tika doesn't look as dysfunctional as Ratu. And, Soka is basically if they can just keep keep on this trajectory, they're in a they're sitting pretty. So 
to me, I, I don't, I don't think we're gonna see that situation. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's a sign of things to come. Like it's gonna be something that we're not going to expect in Survivor, and I want that type of Survivor where you don't actually know who's got the advantage, who doesn't have an advantage, what tribe is going where, what tribe if they get decimated, or if what they have done up until this point brings the tribe together because we've had we've had other situations where you lose someone in the tribe and the tribe just immediately solidifies because of that so we could see something like that that's usually when they got out someone toxic yeah well i mean maddie uh it could i i I don't think it's a matter i don't think ratu is a problem of a toxic player Mm -hmm. i don't think that's the issue it's just they've all just hit it off on the wrong foot I don't think it's a matter of, like, there's three people who, if they got rid of a fifth, you know, would suddenly bond together. That That's not the <laughs> that's not the kind of situation that these, <laughs> these remaining people are in. They're in the situation of, like, none of you trust each other. <laughs> like, Matthew doesn't even, like, Kane doesn't trust one of these fuckers on this side. <laughs> and not one of them has done anything to wrong him. Yeah, and Matthew is keeping all of his cards. And and that's unlikely to change. It's like <laughs> that's the thing, like voting Matthew off or Brandon off doesn't make Kane trust Lauren. True. True. So like so like that's why I feel like this tribe from the beginning, their dynamic is fucked. Like they don't trust each other. The only way one of these guys has or one of these uh, tri- uh, cast members has like a, a better run at it is if they somehow end up on one of the other two tribes. So, like, if, if Lauren ends up in Bruce's spot, then Lauren runs that tribe. Yeah. If, if, if Brandon ends up swapping with Josh, Soka carries on, no problem. Yeah. If Josh ends up in Brandon's place, he's just thrown into the chaos. He's not going to suddenly <laughs> fix the fuck up there. He's just going to get sucked into it. It's, it the, in, the way I'm looking at it, it's like, it's like if you had to pick to start Survivor, Soka is easy mode, Tika is medium mode, Ratu is hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's people. People, they might do something that changes our mind. They might, like Kane, might come out somewhere and go, hey, Matt. Let's work together. Let's try and bring some like cha- like organized chaos to this tribe. Something could happen, and just by having someone removed from the tribe, it could still strengthen their bonds that they have together. There's a chance. There's you know? a chance that this tribal has woken them all up to the fact yeah. that like, okay, we've got to make sure that we're locked in before making <laughs> assumptions. Exactly. Like, if they've learned, if they've learned that, then maybe. Maybe chance. You have no but, faith in this tribe. <laughs> no, I have couple faith in, faith in Ratu. Like, oh, okay, like that's why I wanted to to get to like picking like my favorites because out of Ratu, the only two, the only two people who I think are like remotely actually candidates is Lauren and Kane. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say as well. Out of them, <laughs> they they would, they are the only ones who would take it like further. And I'm worried Lauren is. I think Lauren's gonna catch heat. Because she's playing very hard, very early. Yeah. So I think she's going to catch some heat for that. Um, and Kane might actually be in the opposite problem. And he's not playing enough. Yeah. 
but he does look like Kane from WWE. A little bit, right? Yeah, he just does. Needs to was... get a bit of a, just a little bit of burns, man. Yeah, yeah. He just needs to stress out and lose all of his hair as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Kane and Lauren would also be my forerunners for this tribe. For this tribe itself, I want to see Kane do a little bit more. Um, you can yeah. see that he has he has some game sense, but it's not it's not front and center like it is. Yeah, he's still pretty young. He's only twenty five. Yeah, where's Lawrence? Like, so, yeah, I'm running this. It's my. I think class. Lawrence like thirty. She's thirty one. Yeah. Thirty one. Yeah. So, so, yeah. It, it, see, that's where also like where I was talking. Okay, I don't want to go over this circle right away, but like Franny is is also, I can't. I, I would rate her higher if she was a little bit older. Like I don't know. I feel like she's still a bit a bit young and naive. Yeah. And I think they get. I think people are gonna take advantage of her like. But yeah, sorry. Just to stay on Ratu for a second. I don't see Brandon. If Brandon makes it to the merge, maybe in terms of challenges, but he hasn't put himself. I know he's fatigued from the from the from the sweat versus Xavi thing, but mm. he he's not standing out as a challenge beast. Mm. So so that's a, a a bit concerning for his game. But Matthew, he's also he's also not standing out as a threat. See, no, no, he's, he is. not. He, a, he looks he looks like non-threatening, like. Exactly, and when it gets to the merge, you take out threats, and Brandon yeah. is not a threat, so he'll probably get there. I don't think he'll even make it to the merge. Like, if he makes it to the merge and like starts winning challenges, he might get a target on him. But yeah. I don't see him as like a contender. And the same with like Matthews. Like, I don't see him. Like, I see like like where he's got some strengths, and he gets a lot of screen time. But I think I don't think he makes it far. Like he he's he, he's got a mistake in him. He's gonna say the wrong thing to the wrong person. He's gonna overplay a hand. He's gonna share information he shouldn't have. He Matthew is he's too spontaneous. So he's spontaneous at time, and that's gonna count against him. Yeah. 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 Like he he said he's doing that whole like oh I'm gonna be the the non-threatening dad type vibe, you know. But yeah. I, I don't know. He's got a bit of like a chip on his shoulder and that like little guy mindset. You know, I'm a short person as well. Like, but I don't walk around being like, hey, I'm short. I need to prove myself to my tribe. So, <laughs> so that thing, I don't know, is I think that that's also it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, it, maybe not foreshadowing, but it feels it feels a little bit like foreshadowing. Like he mm. he's out. Um, and then also Jamie. She could be like uh, an Erica, yeah, who who sneaks in right at the end, cause her shot in the dark, just that RNG luck, yeah. Come on now, that might just it might also be a sign like going from the survivor gods. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, my my top two are Lauren and Kane. Lauren, if yeah. she chills out a little bit and plays a little bit more conservatively with cards a bit closer to her chest and, and not being so impulsive because she's already got the advantage now. Yeah. She needs to, like, chill out. If she does that, then she's my favorite in this tribe. If Kane starts playing a bit more strategic and, and you know, working on his, his social game a bit, yeah. I think he's, then he'll be my favorite. So that's my take on this. I don't know. What, what, are, you, what are your vibes? Uh, my vibes are the same as your vibes. My two big players were Lauren and Kane. I still think that Brandon's going to make it to the merge. And Matthew might also make it to the merge as well. 
But as I said, his spontaneity is going to be his downfall. So he's going to yeah. do or he's going to say something just off the spur of the moment. And that little thing is going to be used against him. And I would hate to see it. He's a nice guy. I'm, I'm very, he's like a teddy bear. You know, he's like, oh, I'm a teddy bear. Yeah. We're happy. Yeah, as I say, he's got that, like, he's got that, like, you know, good dad vibe. Like, good dad vibe, yeah. But, like, it's not going to carry him through. And it, it no. doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't bring winning potential to ahead yeah, when I, I think, think of Matthew. I, I don't think it's having the social benefit he thinks it would have, he thought it would have had. Yeah. And now it's too late. You can't, you can't, like, change, change it up now. Yeah, first impressions are first impressions. Yeah. You know, you that's how you come across. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying about this whole tribe. The first impression was that no one actually fucking trusts a single other person. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> They're just imploding. They're just fighting. Yeah, and so it's, it's been a snowball since then. It's literally just been snowballing since then. Because that's the reason that Lauren stacked the deck in favor of herself so she could get an advantage over the rest of it. It's like... The, the reason that they, they the reason that the two played they shot in the dark is because they don't trust the people who they've literally just spoken to less than an hour ago and agreed to doing something. No one trusts anyone. Yeah, the first tribal show. <laughs> there's, there's zero trust here. Nothing. <laughs> oh, it, it's going to be wonderful to watch them, actually. I, I want to watch them implode. <laughs> now, the next tribe. Yeah, Tika or Soka? Which one? Soka. Let's go to Soka. Okay, Soka. I'm cool with that. I don't have a lot of notes on Soka either, so what do you have to say about, about the tribes, tribe members here? Okay, I say Danny is going to make it to the merge. Uh, he's just vibing. That's a purple edit right there. That's a purple edit, yeah. Because we've seen fuck all from him. We've seen literally, we saw like, like, if we had three seconds of screen time for Danny, I think that would be a lot. I'd say it because he's vibing. He's just vibing. Let him vibe, okay? During the first phase of the game, of phase of the game, you need to be vibing with your tribe. You can't be sticking out like a sore thumb. Um, and I also think that Josh would be one of my contenders in this yeah. in this tribe. I I don't have like Matt and Franny have that alliance going up against them, but everything is stacked against them. Yeah, so they've got a, they've got an alliance. They got everything stacked against them. Where Franny is. Josh? is Danny yeah. is young, yeah, and hasn't put forward anything that makes her look super valuable. Like, yeah. so I agree with you. In this tribe, I think Danny and Josh, on yeah. physicality alone, will carry themselves quite far. Josh's they, mental game will take him a little bit further. Yeah, and I th and I think that they will eliminate Matt when they find out he's missing two votes. I think they eliminate Claire unless she starts playing a heavy social game. Yeah. And I think they eliminate Heidi or Franny, depending on which one of those two defends themselves or aligns themselves with, with Josh and, you see, and Danny. If Franny just like becomes a little bit more uh, less cagey while playing or less cautious, they might take her. They're going to see her as like that smart person, learning all through it. They're going to her out. They're gonna keep like they'll rather keep Heidi in a dominance if the if Heidi's in a that's what I say it depends which one of them ends up in the dominant uh, position. Uh, so so like let's say let's say it ends up being Danny, Josh, Claire, Heidi versus Franny and Matt. They're gone. Then like, Franny and Matt are gone. There's yeah, nothing. Franny and Matt are gone, and, and, and Claire, and Claire leaves, and, and Claire leaves as well. Because yeah. the four, the four on that totem pole, it'll probably be Danny or Claire on that totem pole that goes out. Danny mm. because of the physical threat, 
clear because of the edgy threat, Intel threat, whatever, edgy threat. Yeah, whereas Josh is just going to play it out. I th- I see Josh yeah. as the four. But I think this tribe, tribe, as a tribe that's won their first two challenges, I don't think they vote their strong members. No, they don't. You you generally don't in the first tribe unless it's a insane Matt, thing. Matt's done the Matt's done the puzzles. Mm-hmm. So like that's why that's why I'm like Matt's votes count against him, so he could go because of the votes. But I think Franny and Claire. Are the ones likely to to get bounced? If they lose a challenge, they're gonna vote one of the two of them out. Now, if the Matt and like Franny Alliance, because I saw the preview for the next episode, if that grows and they start being a power couple, then they immediately become targets. I think they kill Franny off. I think they, they think, they, uh. I think they take Franny out immediately hmm. as soon as there's any any idea of threat, because taking Franny out means the the, the remaining guy has no votes. Yeah, it would be the smart so thing you're, you're, So your target would be Franny, not Matt. Yeah. And then once you've taken Franny, and once you've taken Franny yeah. out, then you might as well take Heidi or Claire out if you're Josh and Danny. Yeah. And I see them running the tribe. Well, Josh running the tribe. I, I, want, I actually see Heidi and Josh linking up. Mm-hmm. And then that's where, I think that's where the, the actions are going to originate in this tribe. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But I still see Danny making to the final. Yeah, my two are Heidi and Josh. My yeah. three would be Danny. Mm. I my oh, two no, are still year. Josh and Danny, and I'll I'll probably throw. Yeah. I'm gonna put Claire. I've got a I've got a feeling Heidi is gonna make it to the merge. I have a feeling Claire has something to prove to us as well. It's just that she's so young. So you don't you don't expect her to to make any of those those big moves that will blast out towards anywhere else. But she did make a good move already. Yeah, I think this tribe I think this tribe takes takes Franny out first and then Claire out mm. next. Oh well, those those are the options. Let's see who's right in the future. Uh, yeah. So the next tribe is the Tika tribe, which is the purple tribe. It has Yam Yam, Carlson, Helen, Bruce. Oh, not Bruce. Sarah and Carolyn. Okay, five people. Who's your favorite? Of this group, the people who I would like to see go forward is only Yam Yam and Carson. Okay. Um, I don't. I think Carolyn is 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 off the rails like already and is gonna go a similar trajectory of like Philip, where she'll only be kept around as a shield. And uh, you know, sort of cover up for someone. Um, I don't. I, I don't think she's a smart player. I don't think she's using a lot of strategy. She is kind of self-aware, but it's always retrospectively. So it's like after the situation has happened, she's like, "Oh, I probably shouldn't have done that." It's like, "Yes, you probably shouldn't have, but it's too fucking late now." So, so yeah. Um, and then Sarah, Sarah, and, Sarah and Helen. I don't know. I didn't see enough of them in the in the episode like sarah has minus one vote went to the island spoke a lot about like the the tribe dynamics and situation and has the inheritance advantage and i still yeah. like i know fuck all about it yeah all i wrote for sarah was she seems to be in the game of survivor <laughs> that, yeah. that's it um and i have literally no notes for helen i've got nothing for helen like not even a single note so i don't even know if you like besides for that little three-way alliance between helen sarah and carson I don't think, I don't think I saw Helen do anything either. Whereas my vote 
for this drive is I'm gonna put Carson front and center for this drive. They've got a good dynamic as a drive. And whoever Carson aligns with. Whoever Carson aligns with. Whether that be Sarah, whether that be Helen, whether that be Yam Yam. I think we're gonna see Carson Carson and Sarah. Yeah. Because I think that's gonna be because they've had the little packed on the beach thing already. Yeah. But where where does Helen fill in? Helen, Helen, Sarah, and Carson were in a, were all three there. Yeah. And then they all said like we link together. Yeah. But I've not seen any any feature of Helen. Like Helen didn't in my when I was watching it, I didn't. Have, there's no literally not a single note around Helen's name <laughs> on my page. Like not even like the, I literally the only thing I did was I drew a dotted line between her and Carson and her and and uh, Sarah. Because that, and then it says linked. Yeah. Because they link, and that's the only notable moment from Helen. That's so, all. So, that's from the episode. I don't know, have you got anything? Um, uh, She's with Carson. Uh, Carson, that's what mine said. She's yeah. with Carson, and if he lives up to his own hype, he might, make, he might take them to the end. So, that's why I say, my top is Carson. I... I I see Carson if he if he finds out about Sarah's advantage, I think Carson yeah. uh, links with Sarah long term. Yeah. Um, I think if that doesn't happen, then I don't know what's what's gonna happen because Caroline is such a wild card. Caroline, whatever, is such a wild card. I don't think you could fucking count on her for anything for more than one for more than one vote. Like you could convince her to do one vote in your favor, and then you have to start again. The next day, the next day yeah. About the next vote, you know, she doesn't. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't strike me as someone who's gonna. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's why I say that's why I say with this tribe, it's Carson and whoever is in his main alliance. Yeah. Yam Yam, I I love the guy. He's I a would good love guy. to see him go far, but he's too nice. Yeah, you know, he's like Nazir. You're like, come on, guy, just please, just wait Some all the time. Some ruthlessness. just needs. <laughs> A little bit of ruthlessness. It's just too nice, you know? And I'm like, yay, I like I like Yam Yam. But it's Carson and whoever is worth Carson. Be that Helen, yeah. be that Sarah, be that Carolyn. Yeah. Like if it, yeah, I, my, I, ooh, my I, Okay, my three my three. Like if I'm dropping half of each tri- of each tribe, if I'm crossing all so yeah. if Bruce is automatically crossed off, I think yeah. I'm gonna cross Helen and Carolyn. Off. Uh, as my two who won't who won't make it along with Bruce, so that mm. leaves on this tribe Yam Yam, Sarah, and Carson. And then on my other tribe on on Soka, it would be Danny, Josh, and Heidi. Yeah. And then on the last tribe, the the fuck up tribe, uh, it would be Kane, Lauren. Uh. So I'll go with eight people. <laughs> so if I have to cut the tribes in half, uh, for the fuck up tribe, Ratu, I have to say Kane, Lauren, and Brandon. They're gonna go through. Um, for the Soka tribe, Danny, Josh, and Claire. And for the final tribe, it will be Carson, Helen. No, Carson, Sarah. And I want to say Yam Yam. I so want to say Yam Yam. But it's probably going to be Helen. 
So Carson, Helen, and Yann. Okay, so we, we differ on, on ticker. The only difference we have is you want Helen, I want Yann Yan. Yeah. Then on Soka, our only difference is you want Claire and I want Heidi. We both want Josh and Danny. And then on the last fuck-up drive, I took Kane and Lauren, which you also took. And, and then I put, you picked Brandon. I only picked Brandon so because he's going to make it to the to emerge, dude. Just... Do, can, do we can put money on this? Can we put money on this? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I will. I will put. I will vote as my third player from this tribe. I think you're right. It's gonna be Brandon. Yeah, because he is gonna make Kane, it. To the it's Kane, Lauren, and Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew. Uh, I wanted to say Matthew, but I don't think he pulls it together. Yeah. He he he's he's telling. He gives too much information away. Yeah. And like he might be, he might be thinking he's making these big brain moves, but at the old, at the end of the day, he's just he's just making moves. They're not yeah, big brain. He's like, what is his what is his net position change? And it's like, exactly. He's not changing. He's not moving. Like Lauren's moves were high risk, but they paid off massively. Yeah. So we have to make a note of this and come back to it when we when we um, discuss this again. So this discussion. I'm making I'm making notes on my notes. On your notes. Yeah. <laughs> this discussion is something that Mark and I will continue over the next couple of weeks, and we will be revisiting this season of Survivor as soon as they make it to the merge. That's the whole reason we did this little merge guess. Is to yeah. see we can, who's can gonna how make it. close can we come to to getting the, the merge tribe right. I think the merge tribe is usually nine people or ten people. Yeah. I can't remember that. So nine nine is a good number, uh, for which is what we ended up with. So yeah. Um. So we'll revisit this. We'll look at it again and see how correct we were, or you know why things differ. Yeah, we could just be completely because, wrong, and then we end yeah. up with a, a merge. We end up with a merge that's like oh Carolyn, Franny, oh. Matt, <laughs> uh, Matthew, and Jamie. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, and I would and then still I'll just watch stop it. watching Survivor. Then I'll just stop watching Survivor. No, no, I would still watch it because at no, that point I, I, it's just I a train wreck. It's I would want to see wreck. how it gets there. Yeah, I would want to see how it gets there. Like, and what they what they all do, like what that dysfunctional bunch of. Yeah, I'd like to see what what ends up there. Oh yeah, so we're looking forward to that. So as soon as the merge happens, we'll be dropping another episode. Uh, based on Survivor 44, and we will revisit everything, and we will see how the players have grown through the season, and how our perception of different players have has grown through the season. Some players only hit their stride halfway into the game. Other players um, shine bright at the beginning, and then fizzle out as soon as the merge comes. So at that point, we'll also be able to make predictions for who will definitely go through to win Survivor. Uh, we might make a little competition of this between the two of us, um, but this Survivor is shaping up to be a different season, something that that brings new twists and new advantages, and the advantages that they have shown already, the shot in the dark, the bank, the vote, the inheritance advantage, and the steel cage, also show something new brought to Survivor. And I'm looking forward to exactly 
how this is all going to shape up. And I hope it all continues to go crazy from year on out. Uh, yeah, so yeah, any it's closing a great, thoughts? It's a great, yeah, it's, I just want to add, it's, it's a great cast. Like, despite the, the one or two odd people, like, they still add to the fact that it's such a nice cast. Like, I feel relatively invested. I would, I, I really hope Carson makes it far because I really want to watch him play this game and see, like, how he, how he navigates through it because... Like, Sammy, in the previous season, being the youngest player, was such a disappointing player. Like, he, he was, he just looked like he was out of his depth and confused most of the time. And just sort of like, whenever he tried to make a move, it, it was like clumsy. But I don't think Carson's going to be like that. I think Carson's a bit more uh, charismatic and a bit more suave and a bit more, like, aware of those kind of things. Yeah. So, so yeah. And also, he did a lot of work before he came on Survivor as well. He had the yeah. the um, the puzzles that he printed out, and then he tried to solve the puzzles in as fast as uh, um, fast as possible, as fast as possible. And then he's also playing the game from an engineering student, a NASA engineering student viewpoint. So he knows how how certain things work. And I'm not saying that people who work for NASA or who are Rocket scientists are clever people, or they're smarter than everyone else. It's just people who think differently, and yeah, it's a problem-solving mindset. Yeah, it's, it's they a are the ones. Mindset, and it's a mindset that uh, you you're constantly considering like restraints and what can be done within those restraints. You know, so exactly. I think that's that's going to play very heavily uh, into his into his strengths and his advantage. Yeah, so. We will be following this season very closely and we will be giving our insights in our next episode on Survivor. Uh, to get involved, to leave some comments, I will leave the Podbean link in our description. Click on that, you'll be able to go to Podbean and drop us a comment. Uh, we look forward to you guys commenting on us and getting involved in these discussions. Yeah, please give us a, a guidance, give us some, some suggestions on new topics, uh, we'd really like to hear from anyone who's listening what you guys like, if there's something we should do more of, less of. We, we would like to have some sort of community and some sort of community interaction with this idea, uh, especially since we didn't expect uh, people to actually listen to us. And since so <laughs> you guys are listening, you might as well tell us that you're listening and what you want to hear more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll, it'll be nice to hear if someone told us, hey, we like this episode. Could you do more of something like that? Um, and yeah, otherwise we'll keep trucking on. And all and all our homies in all our homies in Jamaica and Mexico and Sweden and Switzerland and all these weird places. I hope you guys aren't just VPNs, because um, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are real people, really appreciate it that that so far around the world we're being heard and people are like spending time listening to us talk shit. It's, it's really yeah. cool. You guys rock. Uh, thank you, and we'll keep uploading shit. But that's been our episode of Survivor 44, Part 1. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Uh, that was it for Episode 5 of Pending Moderation. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>